everyone. Welcome back to episode 109 of Talk Fame Podcast with your host, Kylie Montigny. And I'm so excited to have on host of A Few Words and America's Youngest Campaign Advisor, Kelliana Brookgang. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So what made you want to get involved with politics? Yeah, good question. So I'm 14 now and I got involved in politics when I was 12. I was living in the Seattle area during the summer of 2020. And for those of you who don't know, during that time era, we had Chop Chaz and their main focus was defunding the police. Mm -hmm. Police were beaten and defunded. And usually people have always heard of this big talk of defunding the police. It was always this big political agenda, just something to talk about. But mm-hmm. not only was that happening, our police were being actively defunding and communities were absolutely crumbling and families were losing so much. And local journalists and news sources and just people in general were covering this issue in a way that it's okay because it's being taken in the name of equity and equality. And this is good for people. And mm-hmm. even though I was 12, I knew that that was wrong and I needed to speak out against it. and speak highly of our police because they do so much for our communities and for our lives. Exactly. Like, how did, like, like once you were, like, figure out with those problems, like, how did you kind of take action in terms of those problems? Obviously, during 2020, that was a huge problem for not only for a couple of states, but the whole country itself was a big problem. And it was basically the biggest news source everyone was kind of talking about during that time, I remember. It's like, well, how did you kind of take action towards that problem? Yeah, exactly. So I spoke at numerous events of backing the blue and funding our police. And then I started my Turning Point Hub chapter back in Seattle. And we went to local police events and we delivered just positive messages and positive things towards our local police staffs and things like that. It's amazing. And so you said before you are like a Turning Point USA's youngest president ambassador. Like, how did you kind of get more like involved in Turning Point? Because obviously Turning Point is a big thing for our generation. It's something people involved in politics. It's seriously one of my favorite organizations. I love to get involved with them and stuff. So how did you kind of get more involved with them? Yeah, so I wanted to start the chapter because not that many people when I was speaking, when I first started speaking out, I didn't really, there wasn't anybody else that had the same views as me. So I asked me and a couple friends and we started it. And then we started at our local high school and we got some of those people and we went to numerous events. We did church events, we did clothing drives, food drives, different political events at Olympia. It was really great. And we had such a nice community of like-minded students. And then what I noticed happened is when those students started going into high school and upper grades, we lost all of our members. And then we only went down to three members in our hub because people started getting blue pilled by critical race theory and all this indoctrination at school. So that was very sad and disheartening. But I think when you create that group of like-minded students, that will really change a lot of things because it shows that you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. And then how I became an ambassador, that was really great. That was during the summer of 2021, I believe. And it's been a really, it's been really interesting. It's been great to meet so many different people and have so many opportunities at different events. Mm -hmm. Like Turning Point USA is such a huge thing and there'd be some awesome events in coming weeks. And so like, do you have a favorite Turning Point speaker that you heard or a speaker you look forward to hearing in the future? Tommy Laren gave a speech at YWLS, the first one I went to, and her speech was really amazing. I look up to her a lot. I really wish that Turning Point did more work with her, and it's a shame that they don't, but she's really awesome. She really gives really good speeches, especially for young women. 
Exactly. She's such an amazing person. Someone that young women should look up to if they really want to get involved in politics. And she's such an amazing speaker. I do recommend people checking her out because she's seriously amazing. Exactly. And are you going to be like attending the Turning Point events this, this month? America Fest? No, I won't be there, but I've heard that there's going to be some great speakers and mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing you on social media. Are you mm -hmm. going? Um, I hope, I'm praying I go. I really yeah. want to go to that. I'm yeah. praying. The concerts are really cool there too. Last year was really fun. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. I am like dying to go see, go to that event and yeah. see some of my favorite speakers talk. It's seriously like if I don't go, I'm like, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you are the host of A Few Words. Yes. Like, What was your main purpose in starting the show? Yeah, I wanted to bring a Gen Z voice to the conversation because I feel oftentimes in politics, not just if you're conservative, but if you're the youth in general and you're younger, you get looked down upon a lot. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to bring that fresh new voice and realize that even though I'm young, I have something to say. I know what I'm talking about and I deserve to be heard. And I also wanted to build that bridge between all political views to be able to find common ground. Because I think um, a lot of times, as I'm sure you've seen and everybody has seen, mm -hmm. that, um, it can seem as if both sides have nothing in common and it's all this division and hate and there's no unity. But I wanted to build that bridge to realize that it's okay to disagree on things and have healthy debates and healthy dialogue. Exactly. You know, politics is such like a big thing. It's something that young, our generation not only for young kids or adults should be talking about because obviously politics and our government is such an important thing and there's not really that many people in our generation specifically that are really passionate you're like oh my god I don't care about yeah. it's such a kind of like oh my god this is crazy I'll pay attention but yeah. it's such an important thing like for people like you and people that are passionate like politics like I became passionate about the government back in like 2020 and I've been crazy about it ever since like I'm like oh my god this is something I like I can't get over and exactly. something I can't stop talking about like the politics and government is something I love dearly and will never get over and like it's such like crazy thing like oh my god we need more people to kind of stand up for their voice and stand up for people around them oh absolutely I agree and so like what is like the hardest part about being a woman in politics oh that's a good question um as I said before is that when you're younger, people can look down up, down on you a lot because mm -hmm. they don't really think they have anything to say that's worthy to the conversation. And I have experienced the same thing with being a woman, but I also really don't think that it's okay to have that victim mindset because mm -hmm. that's exactly what the left does. They play this woke, feminist, weak woman card. And I don't think that anybody should be able to do that because I've had so many opportunities in America and I'm so lucky that um, as a female and as a teenager, and just as a person in general, I have all the opportunities that I do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's the same thing. And I'm so fortunate for everything I have. And I would never use my gender or anything against that to play the victim. Yeah, exactly. And as like a woman in the United States, it's like much different because obviously men get more things and we get discriminated for what we are. And for, especially in politics, politics is such a hard thing to be in, obviously, because people might not agree with your views you and I might like what you say and that's really the hardest part about being a politics piece if you say something it might be used against you 
Yeah. Now, obviously, these things, and as a woman, like you should really not care about what you say or what you do, because obviously, if you really enjoy what you're doing and you think what you're doing is making a difference in people's lives and stuff, then you really do Then you should really keep doing it, because obviously, if you really love doing it, that's really the most important thing. Yes, absolutely. And so you previously gave a speech at Lincoln Day Dinner. Like, what was, like, the meaning behind that speech? Oh, yeah, Lincoln Day Dinner. I was talking about how we need more youth involved in politics because I think that oftentimes the youth will look at policy and it becomes deemed as boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, example of this is the border. They think that it's a future issue and it could never affect us. I don't even live in a blah, blah, blah. All these excuses for why policy doesn't really matter. But really the fact of the matter is that policy affects everybody's day-to-day lives. Gas prices, money, schools, curriculum, households, just really everything. And I really want the youth to be more engaged in politics. And recently I've taken on a role as a youth campaign advisor and uh, junior director of communications for the future governor of Washington State, Semi Bird, and I think this will be a perfect opportunity to get the youth and young people more involved in politics and realize that policy is not boring and it affects us more than we might think. Exactly, and like, what has like kind of like your experience so far been like working with a like governor of Washington future? Yeah, so we just started. We have our first meeting next week, so we're kind of just getting the ball rolling. But so far, it's been really great. He's an amazing person and an amazing candidate, and I'm very excited to work with somebody who will be a Republican governor of Washington State because our state is so blue. So I'm very excited for this opportunity, and I know that he'll do great. Mm-hmm. And so as like, as we kind of talk about the 22 midterms, like, like they were last month, and what do you think the biggest takeaways were in the midterms? Oh my gosh, voter turnout. Um, mm-hmm. People, I, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in politics when people complain about everything. Obviously, I can't mm-hmm. vote. So that's kind of a different type of realm. But if you mm-hmm. can vote, and you're complaining about everything, and then you don't vote, that really bothers me. And that's exactly yeah, all over the country. Yep. And in Washington state. And I think that it kind of went different than everybody was expecting, because I know that I expected a big red wave. I thought that mm-hmm. when all of this was happening throughout 2020 and up until now that people would open their eyes and people would realize what's going on when we have liberal policies in place. Mm-hmm. So I thought we would get a red wave. Obviously I didn't think that it's gonna be this humongous red wave everywhere, but I did expect more than what we had. And that is exactly the opposite of what happened. So I think that more people need to actually do something instead of just complaining about it. Stop just posting on social media and complaining about it and resharing the same graphics that everybody else shared. Actually do something, actually go Mm -hmm. out, have a conversation with people that disagree with you. Go do something. And Mm -hmm. I think that was our biggest takeaway from midterms. Yeah, exactly. Like I personally thought like I, there was gonna be a red, like a red wave as well. And then I personally thought like, oh my God, the 22 midterms, I think it's gonna be a good thing for America and like make the country a little more safer than it actually is. And like I like and that didn't happen. I'm like, oh my god, should, like I got it was gonna be a red big wet wet yeah. wave across the country. Maybe not in every state, but for some states. But um, but it didn't turn out happening. But I was like, oh well, at least we got some people that were like, oh, okay, well we got some red wave in some states, but not as the kind of big as we hoped for. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was very disappointing to see the results of that, especially in Washington. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, what is uh, some advice for a generation that wants to start out in politics by a friendship their voice? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, have the courage to be disliked because I know that when I first got involved in politics, I was the only one at, in my area and of my views and of my age doing what I was doing. So I think definitely have the courage to be disliked and never change yourself for other people. Don't change your authenticity for approval. Mm-hmm. Be very disheartening because I remember the first time that I got my first little hate message because there was like a Trump flag in the background of a photo I took and I thought that was the end of the world I was so sad it was really hard but then that was so minimal compared to what I've had now as I'm sure you've experienced too because being a conservative is hard in general especially when you're the only one doing it Mm-hmm. So just, um, find a good community of people who agree with you that can be a turning point hub that can be social media find people who agree with you because silent majority is real and it can be very overwhelming at times but if you find people who have like-minded views it can become less difficult exactly and so there's so many if you really find a group of people that might agree with you not necessarily in your community but across the world that really have the same views and like kind of agree what you're agreeing then that's really like the most important thing is that you don't really need to have and of course it's important to have people in your community but across the world that you really are connect on and like of course in kind of maybe in the same age group I'm always 16 years old and I'm like so passionate about politics and all about those things and there's not really people in my area talking about politics or anything like that oh yeah absolutely and especially going to school having all the indoctrination going on and all the things that teachers say and students say, it can be very disheartening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was so great speaking with you. You seriously are amazing. And where can people find you on social media if they want to connect with you? Yeah, I have Twitter, Kellyanna USA. My Instagram and YouTube is Kellyanna Brooking. And my website is kellyannabrooking.com. Awesome. So thanks so much for coming on again and keep killing it. And I can't wait to see what else comes for you in the future. And we'll, we'll chat soon. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. Of course. Talk to you soon. Bye.